Today's podcast is a quick one to help you with, well, a little bit of knowledge that you might not know. We start our journey while waiting to pay the bill at a restaurant. We learn how to dodge our kids' difficult questions. Then we flash back in time and we travel to what is now modern-day Nepal for the birth of a child. We travel along during a life-changing but not particularly fun sightseeing tour, all on the way to answering the question, Who is Laughing Buddha? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. This particular episode is sparked by a conversation that I heard between two people, a parent and a child, actually, at a Chinese restaurant one time. I was standing behind them waiting my turn to pay the bill, as you do, and the child looked up and saw the statue, that golden statue of the jolly fat man sitting on the counter and said, who's he? The parents seemed to be pleased by the question. Now, as a brief aside here, I think because those of us who are parents have a love-hate relationship with the questions of our children, I was able to recognize that this person fell into the kind of Oh, I like this question. We love the questions of our children because it shows that they're inquisitive and we want them to learn. But any parent who's honest will tell you that they live in fear of their children's questions as well because all too often they ask something that, well, it's just beyond the parent's ability to answer. And it's not any fun as a parent to be stumped by the question of a four-year-old. It just isn't. Mom, what is gravity? Good, a question I can answer. Oh, yeah, gravity is the force that pulls everything down. Dad, if God created the universe, who created God? Well, um, well, you see, it, uh, eat your breakfast, Billy. We're in a hurry and we don't have time for questions right now. So in this case, the child asked about the golden statue in the restaurant on the counter. And I interpreted the parent's pleasure as meaning, I know the answer to this one. Oh, that's Buddha. He started a religion that's named after him called Buddhism. I remember this exchange between the child and the parent because it's pretty much exactly the answer I would have given. And it was years later that I discovered that both the parent and I were wrong about who that guy was on the counter. He isn't the Buddha. Before I explain, let me give you a little history. There's a guy named Siddhartha Gautama. Siddhartha Gautama. And he was born a long time ago in the 5th century BCE. So a long time ago, 2,500 years ago. And his life story is an interesting one. He was born to privilege. His father was the ruler of a small kingdom in which they lived. His mother was the princess from a different kingdom. As it turns out, at the moment of his birth, it was predicted and his parents were told that this child who had just been born would live one of two lives. He would either go on to be a great and powerful leader or a great and influential holy man. The story says that the father decided probably right then and there which path his son should take. You see, he wanted his son to follow in his footsteps. He wanted his son to inherit all that he had amassed, all that he had built. 
In other words, the father was absolutely sure he wanted his son to be a great leader, not a holy man. The king decided the way to achieve this would be to keep his son sequestered from the world outside the palace grounds, and he did. The son grew up knowing every privilege and was trained and taught by the best teachers around. The father insisted that his son not be exposed to the kind of suffering, sickness, or awareness of death that might cause him to become, gasp, a holy man. Siddhartha grew, got married, even had a child. Then one day, when he was 29, he convinced the chariot driver to take him on a ride and allow him to see beyond the boundaries of the palace. On this journey, he encountered four sights that are said to have changed his life. He saw an old person, a sick person, and even a corpse. He asked the chariot driver what these were because he'd never seen any of these things before. The driver explained that what he was seeing was an old person. He told Siddhartha that people age and get older and physically decline. Then he explained to the sick person and said that illness is something that happens to people. People get sick. They suffer. Finally, he explained the corpse. He told Siddhartha about the inevitability of death. Everyone, everyone will die. The fourth thing he saw was a holy man who sparked his interest because here was a man who was going through life seeking meaning. The story says that Siddhartha left the palace that night and never returned. He began his journey in search of meaning. Eventually, he achieved enlightenment, or the technical term within Buddhism would be nirvana, which in this case is a word not describing the band, but the state of spiritual achievement, meaning that one has escaped the gerbil wheel of life. I, I just to be clear, I think that last bit is original with me and not a description that has in any way been endorsed by Buddhism. Buddhism believes that people are reincarnated when they die. In Buddhism, life is marked by suffering and struggle. And the fate of all of us in this understanding is that we are destined to perpetually be reborn, suffer, die, and do it all again. Again, the giant gerbil wheel of life. But Siddhartha broke the pattern. He achieved enlightenment, and this allowed him to break the endless cycle of reincarnation. It was at this point that he became the Buddha. The word Buddha comes from the root word that means to wake up. So the name Buddha literally means the awakened one, and it's not his name, but it is his title. The idea is that we have the ability to break the cycle and become awakened. But over generations, that ability, that knowledge, how to achieve nirvana has been forgotten. So the Buddha comes along, rediscovers the way to enlightenment, and so taught others how they could find this path with his help. The idea is not that he's the only Buddha. Matter of fact, the idea is there were other Buddhas before him. He himself did not claim that he was teaching something new, but that he had just recaptured something that had been known in the past, and he was sharing it for future generations. Because the world had forgotten or lost the teachings of previous Buddhas, he came along as the teacher for this generation to teach others the way to enlightenment. 
So he's not the only Buddha in the history of humanity, he's just the one for this generation, or for these generations. Now this makes less sense to those of us who see time as linear, after all that was 2,500 years ago, and given what we know about the history of humanity, exactly how many Buddhas could there have actually been? But remember that much of Buddhism sees time as cyclical, not linear, and then it helps make more sense. Okay, that's all well and good, Dan, but what about the golden laughing guy on the counter? That statue the kid wanted to know about. We've talked nothing about him or who that is. Okay, so fast forward about 1,500 years, and there's a Buddhist monk who's noted for his wonderful, happy temperament, and many believe this jolly monk will eventually be reincarnated one day as one of the future incarnations of the Buddha. His name is Budai. Okay, not actually his name, but his title by which he's known. And despite the fact that Budai and Buddha sound like they might be similar origins, they aren't similar of origin. His title literally means sackcloth and comes from the clothing he's usually depicted as wearing. Okay, so here's the interesting part. The statue in the restaurant, well, is associated with Buddhism. That much is correct. You can even go so far as to use the word Buddha when describing it just as long as you are very careful with your articles. In other words, the statue is a Buddha, but it isn't the Buddha. So just just call him Buddha. That's simpler. So now you know. That golden statue of the laughing chubby guy is a monk from a thousand years ago, but not the Buddha. That's all for today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you get notified of future episodes. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for Sky Pilot Faith Quest. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, I would love to hear from you. My email address is dan at skypilot.zone. That's dan at skypilot.zone. And on your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions. Mm